When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better. It's the Electric Circus called Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Harry Douglas, Freddie, coming together in this Halloween 2023. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. So here's some Channel 80. And also that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. What kind of threat are the Clippers now in the NBA now that they made a blockbuster trade to Philadelphia 76ers to bring James Harden to the basketball team? We'll get to that in about 10 minutes. Now the NFL trade line has come and gone. A lot of teams wonder who would they make some selections? Would they go after one team that loaded up with the San Francisco 49ers? They made that trade to get Chase Young, in my opinion. That has everything to do with beating the Eagles and fortifying that defensive line. But there's another team out there that many people wonder, could they make a trade for a wide receiver? That team was Kansas City. They didn't. They're still near the top or at the top or tied for the top. But what kind of threat could maybe be a little bit less in Harry regarding this team with them not making a move the trading deadline to bring a wide receiver to complement Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes in that wide receiver room? Well, I'm, I'm just hoping that it doesn't get to a point in crunch time in a playoff situation where – this comes up for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm looking at this game against the Denver Broncos when it was Amico Hartman, Hartman who muffed the punt, right? Yeah. That led to a touchdown for the Denver Broncos. Marquez Valdez-Scantley, who fumbled a football that led to a touchdown. Sky Moore, who dropped the touchdown pass. Also, you had a Rasheed Rice who dropped the pass, and then Kadarius Toney, who knows where he's been. All those guys I just named. Mm-hmm. some point, man, somebody has to step up and be the guy outside of right. Travis Kelsey, right, on a consistent basis. That just hasn't been the case this year and I I know Patrick Mahomes he's not going to show it on the football field but when it's fourth and two situation and you put the ball exactly where it needs to be to Scott for Scott Moore to catch a touchdown pass Mm -hmm. and it gets dropped right that that has to be you know fuming Patrick Mahomes inside and he's not going to let things exterior you know be brought to the light but I'm pretty sure inside he's probably saying man my goodness what more do I have to do yeah to help these guys out yeah the AFC is still loaded but in your opinion Harry Who's the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC? Right now at this moment, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. But let me say this. With Joe Burrow being healthy and we all witnessing what we did from Joe Burrow this weekend versus the San Francisco 49ers, watch out for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, they've been the team the last two years, right, who has kind of been the dark cloud for the Kansas City Chiefs, the kryptonite. And if it wasn't for that win last year for the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. that Joe Burrow and company would have been four and zero versus Patrick Mahomes. Now right. his record is still three and one, so they're always going to be that team that's going to give the Kansas City Chiefs hell, I should say. Yeah. Okay. But right now, I think at this moment, what the Baltimore Ravens have shown with Lamar Jackson and those weapons when they come together and what the defense of Baltimore is doing right now, I'm going to go with the Ravens at this moment. Okay, I'm going to go back to something you said about guys dropping the ball when it comes to Kansas City not needing Travis Kelsey. And we saw that manifest itself on Sunday with not one, not two, but three different guys putting the ball on the ground in key situations with the Chiefs because it was a 14-9 game. They weren't playing well, 
but the Broncos weren't running away and hiding from them. The McCall Hardman drops the ball off a punt. They turn that into a touchdown for all intents and purposes. That game was done, and now they got to go into a Miami Dolphins game in Frankfurt, Germany, across the pond and play that game involving two six and two teams. To me, the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC are the Kansas City Chiefs because of what you just said. That standard that they have established that has been so critical to their success. Five straight years, the AFC Championship game was played in Kansas City. And many people believe a six-time could be happening. But if it doesn't happen, it will be because not Patrick Mahomes, not Andy Reid, not Travis Kelsey, but the other guys in the Chiefs have gotten in their way by not making those kind of plays, by not being able to step up. And if you're the Chiefs, you know you have number 15 in red. That can make everybody better. But if things continue to happen, it no longer becomes an afterthought. It's a pattern. And then it puts even more stress on what can you do to find ways to get Travis Kelsey to football. Because I know if I'm game planning against Kansas City, there's no way that Taylor Swift's boo is going to have not double coverage. I don't care if he goes to the bathroom. There are going to be two people with him walking into the bathroom with him. you got to make other people beat you. And they were unable to make that move at the trading deadline. I get it. Whoever they wanted, was it really worth parting with the first or second round pick? Unless it's Devontae Adams, that answer is no if you're Kansas City. If they don't get the AFC Championship game, if they don't have that deep run in the playoffs that we're used to seeing, the biggest threat to the Chiefs aren't the Bengals, aren't the Ravens, aren't the Bills, aren't the Jaguars. It may turn out to be the Kansas City Chiefs because other guys were not able to step up and help out number 15 and number 87 when it comes to quarterback Patrick Mahomes and their tight end Travis Kelsey. I think one of the things when you when you look at the Chiefs play, and Patrick Mahomes, uh, he's been mic'd up a few times this year, and I think people are starting to realize Travis Kelsey has a lot of freedom. And mm-hmm. even when you double cover, co- cover him, he's able to improvise in the trust that Patrick Mahomes has with him and then also the trust that, you know, Travis Kelsey has in Mahomes that he's going to find him no matter what. I remember one play that was talking about it in the end zone. He was supposed to run a damn corner route. Right. But Ke- Travis Kelsey seen the leverage of the DB and, and broke it off for a basic route in the end zone and caught it for a touchdown. Like, if you don't have that trust within your quarterback and vice versa, if you're the tight end, that you're going to be able to read things that way, but your quarterback still finds you, mm-hmm. this none of this would work. But I just think it's a testament to those two guys of how much work they put in, but also how much they rely on one another. Even when things are uh, it's supposed to be you know covered properly, the right defense is called. They find a way to make it work regardless. And then you talk about the improvision of Patrick Mahomes of being able to extend plays. Any and everything can happen in those moments. But I do believe those receivers, man, they have to come along. Mm-hmm. At some point, you have to grow up and you have to consistently be able to make plays for your team because you don't want to be the outcast. Right. You don't want to be the dark cloud and things that are holding this team back from winning back-to-back Super Bowls. You can be an outcast. Your name is Andre 3000, big boy in the outcast. That mm-hmm. works when you can do that and just sing Rosa Parks and bombs over Baghdad. Being that kind of outcast works. But in Kansas City, you do not want your quarterback looking at you like you're an alien. <laughs> an alien. And that's the last thing you want if you can't see those wide receivers because they sh- and I've seen the Denver Broncos gave a blueprint. Everybody talks about, oh, there's a blueprint to be so-and-so. You better have the personnel that well, can make that so blueprint work. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because um, Lou Anarumo was on Pat McAfee's show I saw today. That. Yeah, I did and, see that. And, and he was talking about, you know, when people say they have the blueprint. Well, if what someone has done and had success, if it matched your personnel and some of the things that you do, yeah, you take it. But if it doesn't, you don't. 
mm-hmm. right? Because you don't want to go too haywire out of some of the things that you already have done or you right. do great to try to do something somebody else may have done great, and that's the, their normal mo for for their team. So I thought that was unique that he that he stated that today on yeah. McAfee show. Yeah. By the way, if he or Eric B. Enemy of Washington's done a great job of that offense, but everybody else has failed. Then both of those two guys are not head coaches next year. They're more than a couple of vacancies. Then what are we doing as far yep. as that goes? They, both of those guys have shown they not only can get it done, but they get guys to rally with them. Dan Quinn's another one, defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. If they're not able to have a deep run in the playoffs, Jerry Jones may have to make that kind of decision, thinking maybe we've gone as far as we can Mike McCarthy because we've seen guys rally more around Dan Quinn at times than they have Mike McCarthy. But a guy like the defensive coordinator of Bengals and Rumo, yeah, they rally around him. They play hard for him. And if they can do that for him on the defensive side, you know he'll be able to transfer that to the rest of the team like we've seen D'Amico Ryan's what he's been able to do with the Houston Texans. And at times, Robert Sala, New York Jets. You can say all you want about Zach Wilson here, but guys have never quit on Robert Sala, the Jets. Guys are not quitting on D'Amico Ryans. We're seeing the same thing with both of those two guys, the defensive coordinator in Cincinnati and the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. And Coach Onarumo also spoke about how that interception that Logan Wilson got against mm-hmm. um, Brock Purdy, he said he showed something in a uh, towards an empty formation uh, check that they've never done this season. So just think about that, right? Wow. He pulled a trick out of his bag and something he had not shown on film and was able to get an interception off of it. That also lets you know that he's a coach that's, you know, we're not just going to stay married to things because we've been doing it. We're willing to try something new if we feel like it's going to be beneficial and put our players in the right positions to be successful. Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable, so get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. So bundle and all your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. The latest here in terms of James Harden. I don't think he's ever playing for them again. James Harden hasn't been on the floor yet with the Sixers, but that won't be happening either. That's because he's being traded. Thanks for being a part of it and allowing it to be a part of you. It is Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell that snot speaker to play ESPN Radio. Last week, the Los Angeles Clippers said they were pausing their pursuit. Pause. Their pursuit of James Harden to trade for him. Not even five days later, he's now a member of that team, part of a blockbuster trade that happened early today in the NBA. Harden goes to Los Angeles, and the Sixers get a lot of players and picks in return. Brian Windhorst always does a fantastic job as an ESPN NBA insight. He's an FOS friend of the show, also part of the Hoop Collective podcast. Hit him on Twitter at Windhorst ESPN. Brian, when I say, what does the James Harden trade mean to you? What is your answer? It means that James Harden is the great in the history of the NBA at forcing trades because it worked again. Not only did he get a trade, but he got the trade to the exact team he wanted at the exact time he wanted. And I'm not saying this like tongue-in-cheek. I'm serious. He's awesome at it. Um, the, the, the maneuvers that he made, both publicly and privately, the way he showed up late, left in the middle, came back late, um, caused general unease and chaos, worked. 
he got exactly what he wanted. I mean, the ability to get to the to the Clippers and get his rights to the Clippers, a team that I do think he has a good chance of earning a, a big contract with after this season. Um, it's a tremendous move. It's a tremendous show of power, and he's been doing it for over a decade. I'll, and I'm going to include the trade when he refused to take less than the max with Oklahoma City Thunder, ended up getting the max and a team to run in the Houston Rockets. That worked out great for him. To Brooklyn, to Philly, to L.A., he has got what he's wanted when he's wanted it. I am impressed, and frankly, it's a, it's a remarkable way to have conducted a career, and he's, he's, he's the winner. So, Brian, when you talk about on the court, basketball-wise, and playing, running up and down, how do you think Harden will fit in L.A. with Kawhi, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook? And one basketball. Well, <laughs> well there's going to be some challenges because those two guys have the ball quite a lot. In fact, just in these, these first three games, there have only been three games, but it's where Russell Westbrook has been out there with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Russell Westbrook has handled the ball the fewest amount of times per game than any time in his career. So now that's Harden going into that. So there's going to be a bit of an adjustment. Having said that, the lack of a point guard in the Clippers' offense has held them back for years now. And they've tried to figure out ways to make it work. You remember last year, remember they tried with John Wall was going to be their guy, then that failed, then they went and got, got Westbrook. So now they get a guy who's one of the top point guards in the NBA. They get a guy who's not just a table setter. They led the league in assists last year. He's going to generate so many good looks for them. So I do think that there's going to be some rough edges to stand off, but I think it absolutely made the Clippers a better team and absolutely is a huge step forward for them as they look to become a real contender in the West. Brian Winhorst, ESPN NBA Inside, also part of the Hoop Collective podcast, joining Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I firmly believe on the other side, making this trade when it comes to Philadelphia 76ers really cements the status of Joel Embiid not being traded when it's all said and done, Brian. What are your thoughts? Well, I think part of the reason the Sixers did this deal was that Max, Tyrese Maxey has looked very good over the last week. Now, that's not a surprise to anybody. Uh, Maxie is at a point in his career, who's, from what he's shown, that this was a lot, of, a lot of believers thought he was going to have a great season, an all-star level season. So that happened. And then the second thing is, I think Harden's, you know, effort to create chaos worked. You know, they weren't sure what he was going to do at practice today. Today was going to be his first five-on-five practice of the year. They weren't sure what he was going to do when he showed up on Thursday for the first game, if he showed up, what he was going to do there. And he has established that by the way he conducted business for the last few weeks and months. And so those couple of things pushed the Sixers to making this deal now. I think they're in a generally good place as an organization, so much as that they've got their, their guys playing well and in a good frame of mind. And now they have the pieces and parts to go out and get something else to help Joel and B. Because even if James Harden was very happily still in Philadelphia, even if he had signed a long-term extension last summer and was happy and was committed to being there for long term, they still would have been on the clock with Joel Embiid. That is the case when you have an in-their-prime MVP player and, you, and he's a little bit antsy. And his comments last summer indicated he was a little bit antsy. So they are now living in a world where they are on a bit of a Un, you know, unspoken, but still there, Joel Embiid clock, and they will now have to live in that world. And that this trade today is a step in that direction, 
and the next, the inevitable next trade where they take the assets from this deal are also going to be a point of an important part in, in keeping Embiid in a good place. Now, do, do you think that will come in the month of February at the NBA trade deadline? Uh, Daryl Morey seeing how this thing works out until that point, and if they need to add someone else, you think you see them adding someone else? I do. I definitely think that they will make another deal to add to this roster during the season. I think one of the things we're going to end up talking about as we go through this process is do the Sixers look for a player who's a long-term solution or a short-term solution? And the reason I bring that up is because the way they've now aligned this roster, they're in position to have 50 to $60 million in salary cap space next summer. So when they go out to the market and look, do they look for a player who's at the end of his contract, maybe a player like Buddy Heald from the Pacers who's been available, maybe even a player like DeMar DeRozan from the Chicago Bulls, maybe he'll become available, end of his contract, so that the Sixers can try to bolster this roster while keeping that space alive, or do they go look for a player with multiple years left that can be a, a more of a medium-term fit with Joel Embiid? Those are the kind of things that the Sixers are going to now take a look at, but I absolutely expect them to add to this roster. This was not a move made to you know settle things down with this team. They are going to be a challenging team. They are going to be a contender with what they've got this year. In fact, I think this move will settle them down, and you will see them play good basketball in the short term here. But this cannot be what they've got. They are, it's no good for them to be holding 2027 and 2028 draft picks when they need help for Joel Embiid now. 30 seconds left, Brian, before we let you get out of here. You mentioned that James Harden keeps winning because he always gets what he wants. I'm never a big believer in saying who won and who lost the trade, but in your opinion, who did win this trade? Was it Philadelphia or was it the Clippers? Well, we can't judge Philadelphia yet because we don't have, we can't see what they're going to get. Um, you know, the Clippers, I think, did a good job. They only gave up one first-round pick in this deal, and they kept Terrence Mann. I think they're in pretty good shape. But there's no question to me, the big winner is James Hart. Normally, you don't consider a player as a winner and loser in a trade, but I don't think there's any other way to look at it. If you're going to judge the winner, the winner today on Halloween, James Hart. Always a pleasure, Brian. Man. Keep up the great work. Safe travels and talk to you soon. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm Freddie and Harry. Enjoy your day. Uh, Brian Windhorst, an FOS friend of the show, ESPN NBA Inside, also part of the Hoop Collective podcast. Hit him on Twitter at Windhorst ESPN. And I don't know what James Harden has over people where you know what he can do and you've seen what he can't do, Harry. And yet he said it best. He said, don't think for one second that he may not be in line to get another max deal from the Los Angeles Clippers no matter what happens this season because of that trade. Well, that's the goal. That's what James Harden wants. He wants to be in a position where he can get that max deal. That's what he wanted from the Philadelphia 76ers. They didn't give him that. So now he's on to the next team, which is the Los Angeles Clippers, and that's what he's looking for next. Dana in Richmond, Virginia, 888-729-3776. Wants to weigh in on this and a Dr. Pepper call in line. Dana, what you got, my friend? Hey, what's up, Hot Freddy, what's up, HD? Good. What's good, baby? I, I think I'm super for a minute. I'm, I'm working. I'm in the daycare. I'm a plumber. Okay. I need to make it outside. But I think that um, the um, Clippers been turned into the West Coast Brooklyn Nets. For real. You got four players. Well, Harden would definitely make them the West Coast Brooklyn Nets. You got four players over there. Just like Brooklyn had four dysfunctional players over there that don't play, stay hurt, always into something. Now Harden is the Kyrie that was in Brooklyn, in um, L.A. Man, it's just, I don't see how they're even going to put that together even to make it work. 
personally. <laughs> and I think the Clippers had a, a good team with the people that they had. As long as um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George play, that was they was lacking. That was, was hurting them. It's them not playing. They had a good team. I'm a Laker fan, but I think the Clippers had a good team. I'm better team than the Lakers. Dane and Virginia write about the Clippers having a good team. I'm not going to say I have any problem with this statement because I'm with him on this one. The best thing he said was, when those guys are healthy, when it comes to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, if it go if it continues, Harry, that they get unhealthy at a certain point, their fail safe is James Harden. On this Halloween, that should scare any Clippers <laughs> fan to death, especially if that happens in the playoffs. Yeah, because you're talking about a guy that hasn't been able to be counted on in the most prestige moments no doubt. of his NBA career. No doubt about right? that. Right? We, we've seen Kawhi Leonard be that dude, mm-hmm. right? We know Paul George has it. They called him playoff P for a reason. He just has to be healthy as well. But now when you look at James Harden and you want him to right the ship if those guys are out, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, no doubt about that. We'll take more of your phone calls in 30 minutes on what this is a James Harden trade. Blockbuster trade where he goes from Philadelphia 76 to the Los Angeles Clippers. We take your phone calls in 30 minutes on this at 888-729-3776. That is triple eight. Say ESPNB, a part of the Dr. Pepper call-in line when it comes to that. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. I'm Freddie and Harry. The Coswell playoff rankings come out tonight for the first time this season. But this coach is tired of his fans calling him out for not being there lately. We'll find out who that is next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hot sauce, Freddy. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Don't run away. It's only us. Freddie Coleman, Harry Douglas together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us in this Halloween on the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80 and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. It's been a dead man's party 
When it comes to Clemson football lately, trying to get into the college football playoff rankings that come out for the first time this season tonight. We'll let you know who our top four teams are in about five minutes or so. But Harry Douglas, people in Clemson, when it comes to that boy, Dabo Sweeney, they are not appreciative that this team is 4-4. Four and four. They might not even make the pinstripe bowl, much less any other bowl, with Clemson a normal perennial contender to be in the college football playoff during the national championship once again for another year not having that happen. Dabo Sweeney in the second year of a 10-year $115 million contract had a caller call into his radio show and said, man, you're making a lot of money for this team to go four and four. Dabo Sweeney defended that this way. You can have all your opinions that you want, all right? I don't know how old you are. don't really care, all right? But let me tell you something. Um, we won 11 games last year, and you're part of the problem, to be honest with you, because that is part of the problem. It's people like you that do that. All you do is the, the appreciation, the expectation is greater than the appreciation, and that's the problem. And so, you know, we've won 12 10-plus win year, seasons in a row. That's happened three times in 150 years. So if you want to know why? Clemson ain't sniffed a national championship for 35 years. We've won two in seven years. And there's only two other teams that can say that. Georgia and Alabama. Okay? Is this a bad year? Is this a... Yeah. And it's my responsibility. Take 100% responsibility for it. But all this bull crap you're thinking, all these narratives you read, listen, man, you can have your opinion all you want. And you can apply for the job. And good luck to you. Well, let me say this. When you start to win national championships in which Clemson have been able to win two of those, right? I think the expectation is now different. You're expected every year from that point on moving forward, especially when you get a 10-year, $115 million contract Mm -hmm. to make the college football playoffs and be able to contend for a national championship. See, that's the part that Dabo forgot to mention in that piece when he was talking to that fan. No, he's not part of the problem. His expectation for the program Mm -hmm. is now the highest of the highs. It's not, hey, maybe we can have an ACC championship and not make the college football playoffs in 2022 or not make the ACC championship game in the college football playoffs together right. in 2021 and just you know think everything is supposed to be peaches and cream no mm-hmm. the expectation let, let me change it up the standard is the standard now once you start to win national championships right yeah. that's how you are now being judged that's now how a lot of people expect you to be as a team as a mm-hmm. program once you win those two national championships and then you do it in the manner that you did where a lot of people were asking is this one of the best college football teams of all time right, right. so that's the expectation but for Dabo, see, Dabo's letting his pride get in the way right now because it's pride with that caller that led that led to the answer that he had. Mm-hmm. Also, it's the pride that he doesn't want to use a transfer portal when you have guys transferring from your school that allowed Florida State to now be a top five team in the country and catch up to you in the ACC. Mm-hmm. So at some point, are you going to innovate where you are as a football coach in a program? Because everyone else has. If Nick Saban can change things within his program, why can't you, Dabo? Full disclosure, when Dabo Sweeney first got on the scene at Clemson as an interim head coach, the first national radio show he appeared on was my radio show. So I have an affinity and affection for Dabo Sweeney because we go back for more than a minute. And I'm really happy for his success because many people did not think he was the right guy when he was the interim head coach at Clemson. They were like, who is this Dabo or Dabo, whoever's in charge of our program? He's been able to build that Clemson program to that stature that four and four doesn't fly. 
when he was taking over back then, four and four, they would have put a statue outside of the stadium. They might have put a statue next to Howard's Rock when they run into the stadium in Death Valley. That's why I'm going to say this. I'm going to be completely transparent. Dabble, my friend, you should know better. Don't blame other people and say they're part of the problem. It's ridiculous, in my opinion, that a fan is wondering, hey, you're making a lot of money, Dabble Sweeney. You made a lot of money being that kind of coach and recruiter off of the backs of your players. You can't all of a sudden say fans having high expectations are part of the problem. That's not even the problem. The problem is what you said, Harry. You can't afford to try to win with a 19th century attitude in 21st century football. And you made the point exactly. If Nick Saban, as hardline as they come, when it comes to certain things, the way he used to believe in college football when it comes to the basics. Even he said, I'm not going to perish. If I'm going to perish, I'm going to do it on my way, and I'm going to make sure that I adapt. Dabble Sweeney, you can try to win with the Junction Boys, that old film on ESPN. Those days are over, bro. And if you think you can continue to blame other people when you're 4-4 four and four, or 5-3 and three, or in danger of not making the bowl games or not making the playoffs, Dabble, you keep that up. In three years, you'll be working for the ACC Network. Because I don't care how much money they'll pay you. If you're not living up to your standard that you created and you keep blaming other people, mark my words, you'll be on the same set with Eric McClain, EJ Manuel, Kelsey Riggs, and the ACC Network if you keep blaming other people why Clemson is not living up to the gold standard that you helped to create when people did not think you were going to do that in the first place. So, Freddie, I'm holding up an iPhone right now, right? And I remember when I first had got an iPhone, and it was nothing like the one I have now because one of the first ones that I had, if you drop it on the ground, the screen was going to crack. So what did the iPhone do? The damn iPhone evolved over time. (laughs) It evolved over time. So now if I drop this phone, Mm -hmm. it don't instantly crack when it hits the ground. You you see that innovation? You see how things happen? You got to innovate continuously. And And I bring up Arthur blink every time when this conversation comes up because uh-huh. he's he's a person that I look up to. He's the owner of the Falcons and Atlanta United soccer team. And he had a book, Good Company. And he talked about you have to innovate continuously. Yep. You can't stay the same. Okay. And I think that's part of the problem right now when, when, when you look at the Clemson program mm-hmm. and Dabo Sweeney's mindset. Yeah, you can't afford to get defensive when people are bringing stuff that you don't like to the table because you're not used to hearing it. And he's not used to hearing that. He's not also used to Clemson being 4-4 four and four and not being talked about. He's not used to all those players that he is used to getting now going to other places. They're going to Georgia. They're going back to Alabama. They're going to Texas. They're going to Virginia Tech and all those other schools. They're starting to go to Florida State again when Clemson to get those guys. Dabble does not want to hear the truth. And he also doesn't want to hear fans clapping back at him because when you're the king of the ivory tower, when you used to be in the king of the hill, you don't got time for loyal subjects being disloyal. That's why he went after that fan. He believes that fan was being disloyal and he decided I'm going to use that to back up what we've done at Clemson in the past and why people should leave me alone no matter what our future is going to look like. By the Clemson fan that called in the Dabble's radio show. That is part of the best fan of the month. Not my decision, everybody else's. Best fan of the month brought to you by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season. It's the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one fans deserve. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Like we mentioned about five minutes ago, the initial college football playoff rankings will happen tonight. That's when everybody gets excited. Everybody gets hot and bothered. Why is my team not higher? Why is my team not over here? Our team should be in the top six. 
Heather Dennett, ESPN Coswell reporter, always does a fantastic job. When she's on Sports in the last night, she tells you expect what you should expect tonight from the initial rankings for this season. We'll find out if they place a greater emphasis on resume, strength of schedule, or eye test. And it's possible that Ohio State presents the best combination of both of those things. When they rank when the ranking comes out, pay attention to where Penn State and Notre Dame are in the ranking. Because if they're in the top 15, like I expect them to be, Ohio State could have the best resume in the country with two top 15 wins. And I promise you that going on the road and beating a respectable Wisconsin team this weekend also works in their favor. Ohio State also has the eye test with Marvin Harrison Jr., a Heisman hopeful. That's a trait of past CFP participants. And that defense has also not allowed anyone more than 17 points this season. What's ahead of Dennis, ESPN College reporter? If I go to the Harry Douglas poll, of the top four teams in the playoff and the two teams on the outside looking in, who would they be? So number one would be Michigan for me, UGA number two, number three, Ohio State, four, FSU, five, Washington, and Texas at number six. Now, I believe Ohio State will be number one because of the resume, right? You talk about two top ten wins. Mm -hmm. uh, When these teams were ranked previously, number nine, Notre Dame, and and you did that at Notre Dame, and then you beat Penn State convincingly at home. Now, Michigan to me – I think Michigan looks like the best team in the country. Okay. Uh, I do like what I've seen from Georgia last week without Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. Carson Beck um, willing to deal and throwing that thing all over the football field. Defense stepped up a lot more as well. Florida State. Florida State be a, a, a fifth-ranked LSU at the beginning of the year. LSU is a team I, I'm pretty sure Florida State is rooting for right now. They have right. a game this weekend versus Alabama. If I'm FSU, I'm rooting for LSU to win that game because you beat them. Also, Washington, they have a win over Oregon, an Oregon team that's looking really good right now. But mm-hmm. I think right now they're, they're, they're the outside looking in. Yeah. But they play a lot of ranked teams coming up within the, the, the tail end of their schedule. So they have an opportunity. Texas, yeah. you know, Texas have a, have a, has a solid win over Alabama. So Texas is hoping yeah. Alabama beats LSU, LSU. Th- this weekend. And actually Alabama can win the SEC and they win the Big 12. So they can go, go in over Alabama because they had that head to head win. Yeah. My top four, I have Georgia number one. I love you said about Michigan. I got them number two. They may have the best path to get the college football playoff. I don't think anybody Honestly, I know Ohio State's good, but they're not as good as Michigan. I got Michigan number two. I got Washington number three. I love Michael Penix Jr. They're starting to get guys back on the defensive side that's going to hold them. I got Oregon number four. I'm not going to punish that team for how they lost on the road against a Washington team that they have beaten. And Washington was able to make a couple of plays. I got Ohio State number five and Florida State number six. Florida State looks fantastic. But the ACC, the way the ACC is now, that may prove to be a detriment to their hopes in terms of if they lose a game, they could fall further out of the rankings because the ACC is not as good as everybody else in the college football playoffs. So two things for Florida State. Another team they're probably cheering on right now is the Louisville Cardinals because Mm -hmm. they want Louisville to continue to move up in the rankings and meet them in the ACC championship game. So that will be another quality win for them. And also they need LSU to continue winning. Yeah, no doubt about it. They can't afford LSU losing Alabama because they will use the past against a team in the future, even though I think it should be based on what would the team, what do they look like at that moment, and you should not punish or raise up a team's level or their FPI because what a team has turned out to look like after they played that team. Like we mentioned, first college football playoff rankings happened tonight. Check that on ESPN right about 8 o'clock Eastern time. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance in the NFL. Super Bowl contenders, plus who's a trick or a treat? 
equals next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry with these nightmares in the night on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius so XM Channel 80. And I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progress Insurance. What kind of nightmare or maybe not a nightmare can involve your team as a Super Bowl contender or non-contender? It's our trick-or-treat version. If we believe, we think you're a treat. If we don't, we're going to say, back up off of us, you trick. So we bring in Shannon Penn, our producer, ESPN Radio Zone. He's going to bring it in and say the teams will be thrown out there. And Harry Douglas ready to go let you know if they are a treat or back up off of us, you trick. Shannon Penn, what you got, my friend? Excuse me. <laughs> we are going to hell on scholarship. That's getting man. cut. That's getting yeah. cut. <laughs> Shannon literally can't get on the mic right now because he's laughing go, so hard. <laughs> Devin, you might have to turn it over. I knew we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, here we go. Lock in. Main thing to main thing. Okay. All right, cool. All right, I'll give you a team. Got to tell me if the Super Bowl uh, contenders are true. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Devin, take over. <laughs> I think so. All right, here we go. All right, first team up. We'll start We'll start easy here. Okay. Harry, Philadelphia Eagles sitting at 7-1. and one. Super Bowl trick or treat. Oh, we going treat. I like everything about the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, but A.J. Brown playing like an MVP candidate. So I'm oh, yeah. going treat, baby. Yeah, yeah what he said until <laughs> times 25. I know they had their quote-unquote issues, but then you look up their 7-1 football team and exactly right where we thought they should be. All right, we saw him play last night. Freddie, Detroit Lions at 6-2. and two. Super Bowl, trick or treat? I'm going to say a treat. 
the way they play football travels, and that defense, I think, is only going to continue to get better. We're starting to see Jack Campbell really settle in the rookie at outside linebacker. That offense is going to run the football. I think losing the Baltimore Ravens that way was the best thing that could happen to the Detroit Lions. I think they're a trick in the NFC. You think they're a trick? I'm sorry, a treat in the NFC. I'm sorry about that. Oh, My okay. okay. <laughs> you were dancing and you threw me off. <laughs> 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 this this was supposed to be a good idea. You gonna answer Harry or what? Yeah, exactly. You just I'm, gonna laugh. I'm going to treat. I'm going to treat as well. Okay. Shan, what you got next to save us? All right, Harry, the next team up, Dallas Cowboys sitting at five and two. Super Bowl trick or treat? Yeah, I'm gonna go treat. I like what I've seen the last two games. I think if mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy puts the ball in Dak Prescott's hand and yeah. let him do his thing, I think this team is gonna be a treat. I hate to say it as a Cowboys fan, it's a trick. I want to be fooled. I want them to completely make me look like a moron for saying it, but until I actually see it in the playoffs, they have the pieces. They have all the makings. I'm just tired of seeing this team trick themselves. So until I see it, they're not, tri- they're not treating me. The Cowboys are a trick. All right, San Francisco 49ers made the trade for Chase Young today. Freddie. Super Bowl trick-or-treat for the Niners at 5-3. and three. I'm going to say a treat. That defense will get it right. They got the bye week. And remember, they've been able to ha- not have in the last week or so Debo Samuel, wide receiver, and Trent Williams, their left tackle. Those two guys will be coming back sooner than later. They'll be able to be a little bit better. The bye week is coming at the right time. They are still a treat to me in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm going to go treat, even though it's a lot of people want to hate on Brock Purdy. So I'm going treat. Surprised no one did the whole San Francisco treat. But I digress. Yeah, that, that's too old for the audience. We'll All right, continue. Harry. Super Bowl <laughs> trick-or-treat for the Seattle Seahawks, currently sitting at 5-2. and two. What say you, Harry? I'm going to treat this one. I like the way Geno Smith is playing. This team just acquired Leonard Williams also to get more beef on that offense, offense, uh, defensive line. Pulse. So <laughs> I'm going to go treat. I like the way this team is playing right now. They've beat the Lions also. They've beaten the Browns. They mm-hmm. sh- could have beaten the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm going to treat. I'm going to say a trick with with Seattle, and I hope to be wrong because, to your point, I love the way they've been able to play. They can still run the ball effectively. Kenneth Walker, the third, averaging about 4.4 yards a carry. We know they got guys in the outside. Their defense doesn't get enough credit, but I want to see – I'm going to begin to touch my inner Devin Kane. I want to see a little bit more when it comes to Seattle to prove that they can be a treat instead of a trick. So I'll say for a little bit, they're a trick. All right, Freddie, the Atlanta Falcons currently up top. Well, the first placed Atlanta Falcons at 4-4. Four and four. Super Bowl trick or treat, Freddie? What say you? If you're 4-4, four and four, you're not even close to being a treat. You get a treat, but you're not a treat. They're a trick. Come on now. Yeah, I'm going to go trick right now. This team just lost Grady Jarrett. The quarterback position is still in question. So I'm going to go trick. All right, the last one here, Harry. The New Orleans Saints also sitting at 4-4 four and four in the NFC South. Super Bowl trick or treat for the Saints? Treat. Back up off me, you trick. (laughs) (laughs) What he said, as far as that goes with the Saints. And out of Halloween, us being completely immature, what's the one thing that you're surprised you got away with? Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. Be a trick or a treat next on Freddie and Harry. And this is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.